Empires and Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg, and I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your old Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Then I am Spider-Man. You know who I am? I'm Fox Mulder. I was fighting the power and breaking conspiracies before you saw your first chemtrail, you punks. I'm Fox freaking Mulder, you punks. I'm Fox Mulder. Fox Mulder. My knees are moving. It sounds like you're just talking about poop. What? No, I rarely poop. It's been a month. <sighs> you know what I... Oh God, this is the weirdest thing I woke up thinking about this morning. I woke up thinking about Rod Stewart from that episode of South Park where they're having the New Year's Eve celebration and he gets on stage and he's just like... Oh! We were talking at work. We were talking at work the other day because this one guy kept coming into the jazz room, so I kept referring to him as Stan Dar Stan Marsh the Darsh. <laughs> and he's yep. just like, Come on guys, I didn't do anything and I'm like, Oh look at you, Stan Marsh the Darsh Ah, <laughs> oh, yep. That's such a weird episode, but the yeah. um all the stuff in that episode with the parents being trapped at the meeting for the timeshare yeah. is really funny. Oh yeah. my god, we're still in the timeshare meetings! We're still in the timeshare meeting. We didn't leave. Oh. Alright, start this episode like for real now and say welcome to Two Broke Geeks. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. And this week was busier than last week. This, Thank goodness. Well, for you, mostly. For me. Because for me, I'm uh, money's still a little tight, so and with yep. stuff going on, it makes it a little bit tougher. Uh, but yeah, well, a lot of the stuff I did was at home. I did get out and do some stuff Thursday through, or not Thursday, Friday and Saturday. I didn't really do most of the stuff like we were just talking about. I sat at home and played almost all the way to the end of Kingdom Hearts three. Finally, I've only got probably not. Uh, much longer left based on where the story is um you still have three uh, hours oh god well that's fine i don't mind um even if i did um and what else i did do some like just hanging around watching shows and things uh i watched four movies this weekend watched four movies since thursday damn yeah, well, Thursday I rented Us, Thursday night, because uh, we were looking for a movie to watch, and I'm like, we're going to rent Us, because I <laughs> didn't want to spend the 29 bucks to buy it, but it was like five, it was like six bucks to rent on Amazon, so I was like, I'm renting this, and I watched I was, it. <laughs> I was running around uh, Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday, because to a bunch of the best buys, because there's this really cool steel book. Mm -hmm. version of it 
Uh, it's like all black, but it has like the scissors on the front. And oh, it's, nice. It's really cool. So I was like, I want that, even though it's like $30. And I couldn't find it. And then I was yeah. leaving leaving work last night, and a guy that I knew, like someone sold back a steelbook of it, and he was renting it from the store. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you let me know when that's back, because I want it. <laughs> yeah. I know. So, yeah, and it's just as awesome as when I saw it the first time. Like, I... I know there are people out there who didn't like it, and I don't like to say that when people don't like movies, they're wrong, but they're wrong. <laughs> the, the, see, I have minor problems with it, but only because I think they kind of wrote themselves into a corner mm. for a little bit. But beyond that, I fucking love it. It's so it's good. Great. I still love the scene so much when... Uh, Red and Adelaide are fighting, and it's the ballet. Yeah, Red can. It's ah, oh, it's such a good scene. Oh man. <sighs> anyway, got but carried away. I, we I might as well talk about the other movies you saw. Oh yeah, sure. Um, Friday night went and saw Rocket Man. Finally, I know it's been out for a few weeks, but went and saw Rocket Man, the Elton John biopic and i gotta tell you it was fucking awesome like oh, yeah? it is absolutely the second us is probably the best movie i've seen this year and rocket man is at number two it's really that good <laughs> like right. it's a great movie i was um i'd read a lot of good things about it um but still you know even though you read good things about things i'll get to that in a minute reading good things about <laughs> movies um you, you know, you go in with your own opinion, um, or, you know, you go in with your open mind, ready to make up your own mind about it, and it was beautifully shot, it was super well acted, like Leanne and I were talking about it, um, you absolutely buy Taron Egerton as Elton John, like he's, I, I said this and it's true he's a little bit too handsome to be elton john but they make him up just good enough and he does just a good enough job that you actually feel like you're watching elton john okay which is really good um hang on i'm trying to make sure okay because his mother is played by bryce dallas howard but i almost said jessica chastain because they look they look a lot yeah yeah and i had to remember i had to make sure i was picking the right one um, <clears throat> Bryce Dallas Howard plays his mom and there are moments between Egerton and Chastain between Elton and his, or not Chastain, Bryce Dallas Howard. God damn it. I just did it. Um, that are like heartbreaking. There's one moment. Um, I don't want to spoil it for not necessarily just for you, but for anybody who might want to go see or might want to see this film, but there's a moment that between the two of them is so heartbreaking she just says one thing to him and from my from my right i just hear leanne go (gasps) because it was just so like in his reaction to it like everything about i was like (laughs) although i almost laughed in the scene when he was coming out to his mother uh because he calls her on the phone and he says mom i'm a homosexual a fag a poofter and i (laughs) I almost laughed when he said poofter because it made me think of Stan's grandpa <laughs> on South Park from the episode with the uh, 
where they are going to the um, Cirque du Soleil, and he's like, oh, oh you're yeah. going to turn him into a poofter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it was a wicked, inappropriate moment to find so hilarious, because it's this so serious moment. He's, like, thinking he's going to upset his mom so much coming out to her, but... <laughs> Just the way he goes, a fag, a poofter. And I'm yes. like, oh my god, it's Stan's grandpa. <laughs> Dang it, Billy. Um, <clears throat> then uh, Richard Madden, who played Rob Stark on Game of Thrones, he plays um, Elton's former manager and first serious boyfriend that he had a uh, pretty abusive relationship with. And he did a really good... Fuck, it's a great movie. I can't wait to see it again. I'm not going to see it again in theaters at this point. I'm not going to have time. It's been out for weeks, and it just barely took me till now to be able to see it a first time. But I'm going to get it when it comes out. It was fantastic. I might check it out. Uh. And, there's not, and it's not like a typical like biopic. Like it's... Um, it did this thing I really liked where it used a lot of Elton John's... It used a lot of the songs, like, not just as, like, concert scenes, but, like, as big musical numbers to kind of illustrate moments happening in his life. Like, um... Oh, there's a part in the movie where he's at his worst, where he's, like, super alcoholic and drug-addicted and everything, and there's this whole like gay club scene set to Benny and the Jets that is just so well done from every direction the acting the singing the directing it's yeah all right Second best movie I've seen this year no joke well yeah. definitely have to check it out at some point yeah I was actually surprised by how even even seeing all the th like I did actually see some other people tell uh, say that it was the best movie they'd seen this year, but still, like I said, you you want and I was surprised that it turned out that it really was that good. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I saw two other movies this weekend um, at the theater. I went yesterday and spent all day at the movie theater. <laughs> It's kind of fun. It was kind of fun. I had never done it before. Uh, except for like way back in the day when there were drive-in theaters. I think I saw a double feature at like the drive-in. Yeah, the last one I did was a triple feature of the M. Night Shyamalan universe mm -hmm. thing between Unbreakable, Split, and Glass. Oh, that's right. I think... Um, I think two is probably the most I could do. Like yeah, three's kind of pushing it. Yeah, two was a lot, especially, uh, especially since Men in Black was just shy of two hours. It was like an hour fifty-five, and Toy Story four was an hour forty. Damn. Yeah, so it was kind of a long day. Anyway, uh, yeah, I. Just I saw Men in Black International first. Um, I don't have a lot to say. About, like it's fine. Like it obviously didn't do well at the box office. It didn't get the best reviews in the world, but it was fine. Like there wasn't anything overly wonderful about it, but there also wasn't anything overly terrible. Like 
I really don't have another word for it other than fine. I was entertained for a couple hours. Um, one of my biggest problems with the Men in Black franchise after the first Men in Black was I thought they started to lean too heavily on the humor. And I thought that they started to get more and more outlandish. And I really was hoping that if the Men in Black franchise ever came back, they'd scale down on those two things. And they didn't. They tried to pack this one full of quote-unquote jokes. And it's very over-the-top outlandish. So well, I mean, I yeah. Like, one of the characters is Kamel Nanjiani yeah. being, like, a little alien mm-hmm. dude. And from what I understand, yeah. his character just feels like it's, it was forced in. Oh, yeah. And the other thing I had a big problem with in this movie is, uh, at least in the first three, they, uh, Sondheim, or Sondheim, how do you pronounce his last name, the director, Gary, anyway, the there were a lot of, like, practical effects in those first three Men in Black movies. This one was all CGI and really distracting CGI, like, not good. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Yeah, but, uh, like, I like Tessa Thompson, obviously. I liked Chris Hemsworth, obviously. Uh, the plot was fine. Um, liked Liam Neeson, obviously. So, I mean, I, I'll probably buy it. I probably won't watch it very much, but I'll probably watch it again. Good to know. I really don't have anything else to say about that one. It was, yeah. I guess... Uh, the definition of a mediocre film. All right. Yeah. yeah. But now let's let's get to the fun one. Let's like, because uh, I'm curious about your thoughts on Toy Story Four. Oh, I'm gonna have a hard time talking about this because I I said this to some when I said when I mentioned earlier keeping your mind open about what other people like seeing good reviews or bad reviews doesn't necessarily you know. We talked about it a lot on this show. I was not interested in Toy Story 4. And yep. then everybody started saying really good things about it. And I was like, well, if people are really saying these good things about it, maybe there's something there. And man, I'm glad other people are liking it. But I did not see what people were saying good things about this movie for. I did not like it. <laughs> I really do not. It, oh, like I can't go as far enough to say that I hated it because it still had some stuff to enjoy. Like obviously like revisiting Buzz and Rex and although one of my biggest problems with the movie is it's really a Woody movie. Uh, you don't really actually get to spend much time with the character, all the characters you know and love from the other three movies. Like yeah. Buzz and Jesse and all them are barely B characters at best. You spend a lot of time with Woody, a lot of time with Forky, uh, a lot of time with Bo Peep, um, who is actually one of my better parts of this movie. It was fun to because you find out that uh, <clears throat> what happened to Bo Peep because she wasn't in Toy Story 3 you spend a lot of time with Chicken Duck who were or uh, Chicken Bunny who are friggin Key and Peele's characters who are nothing characters they have 
no reason for being in the story at all except to attempt to be comic relief which they fail at all Um, i heard about like not just their characters but a majority of these characters was just like they cluttered it with a lot of cameos of famous actors oh there's a lot of there's a lot of hollow nothing characters in this story because i remember yeah because i know one of the characters is also uh Duke Kaboom, who's played by Keanu Reeves. Yeah, everybody likes him. I didn't. He was like a real... He's Duke Kaboom. The joke is that he's a Canadian version of the old Evil Knievel cycle. Yeah. And the joke is that his kid got him for Boxing Day one year because he was so enthralled with the commercials where they obviously showed him making all these amazing jumps and... Like the old evil Knievel toys, he can't really get off his launcher, barely, let alone yeah. do all the... And he has PTSD from it, and he gets all ups. It's not funny. It's not... <sighs> Look, the main storyline of this movie is it turns out that <clears throat> Bonnie doesn't play with Woody, and that Woody doesn't know what to do with himself without... Because there's another lead toy in Bonnie's room already. Like, he was the lead toy of Andy's room. Yeah, that doll. Um, Mm -hmm. That, like, plush doll. So he doesn't have that role. He can't do that. Bonnie leaves him in the closet, so he can't do that. So when Bonnie's parents tell... You know, when all the other toys say it's not a good idea for Bonnie to take a toy to her first day of kindergarten orientation, uh, Woody slips in her backpack and goes anyway because he thinks it's important that a toy goes to school with a child to like kind of help get them through the hard first day. Ugh. But um, and when she gets there, she sits at a table by herself and like they're supposed to like do this arts and crafts project, but some other kid like comes along steals her arts and crafts materials and throws them in the trash so while she's sitting there crying woody sneaks out of her backpack and like gets things out of the trash and finds a way to distract her and throws them up on the table and she builds forky who then spends most of the rest of the movie thinking he belongs in the trash because he's a spork and he's only meant to be used once and he's not a toy um, so he throws himself out a window when the family goes on an RV trip and Woody throws himself out the window cause he thinks, because, um, Forky becomes Bonnie's favorite toy and he thinks it's important that Forky doesn't go away. And the movie basically follows Woody rescuing Forky. Um, he finds Bo Peep who spent the last seven years as a lost toy and likes being a lost toy. Uh, because she can travel around with this traveling carnival and go all kinds of places and kids can pick them up at the carnival and play with them and they it's a whole thing and I just the story was kind of like all right well you're telling a story and by the way the story ends and I don't want to spoil it for anybody because there's probably people... The story ends in a place that I was very unhappy with. Like, <laughs> very, very unhappy. Unlike Toy Story 3... In- Look, I know the first three Toy Story movies weren't planned as a trilogy. They were made years apart. 
But by the time you got to Toy Story 3 and you saw how that movie ended and you looked back at the rest, uh, you looked at back at Toy Story 2 and Toy Story, you were like, okay, that actually makes it feel like they planned this all along and like it tells a complete story. Yeah. Then this comes along and undoes that entire complete story. (laughs) Such bullshit. And the only way I can think of to, like, here's... This is the only way thing I can think of to compare it to is this tells a story like at the end of Toy Story 3 you're like okay Andy gives his toys to Bonnie and you know that Woody and Buzz and Rex and all them are going to go off and have more adventures with a new kid and that's a pretty satisfying ending and you think to yourself well maybe I'd like to see those adventures with the new kid and it turns out you don't want to. Kind of like how at the end of Game of Thrones, I originally thought, oh my god, give me the series with Arya going off to find out what's west of Westeros right now. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? No, because if I actually saw that show, there's a good chance I wouldn't like it. It's just enough knowing that that character goes off and does more stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know if I'll end up seeing it. I'm really on the fence because I'm just... Because I really do believe toy the Toy Story trilogy mm-hmm. is probably one of the most perfect trilogies we have. Especially in since it day. wasn't. Yeah, especially since it, like I said, it wasn't written to be. Nobody sat down way back when the first Toy Story came out and said we're gonna make these three movies. It was just like, oh, we made this movie. Then a few years later, they were like, hey, we have this other story to tell. And then a few years after that, they were like, oh, hey, we have this one other story to tell. Yeah, it just, because I remember, it just, yeah, it felt, because not only were you watching the arc of the toys, but -hmm. you were also watching the arc of Andy Mm -hmm. uh, in the background. So you have, like, this whole encompassing story of, like, the entirety of his childhood and Mm -hmm. the toys as time goes by. And it just, like, just from the trailers and stuff, it just feels like, Toy Story 4 just feels like a hard reset. And especially because now it throws in all these new things where it's like, okay, so if you make a toy out of trash, mm. that becomes sentient? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you this, this one absolutely ends in a way where there's not going to be any more. Like... If Good. they made another one based off the ending of this movie, it would absolutely not make sense. <laughs> Forky gets snapped in half and gets stuck in Woody's asshole. That's how it ends, no, right? No, it's actually... That would have actually been more entertaining and slightly more satisfying <laughs> than what actually happens. I can spoil it for you and just tell everybody to skip ahead like a few seconds while I tell you. Yeah, because I honestly, if, yeah, because I probably will watch this nowhere in a theater. Okay, everybody, skip ahead about two minutes if you don't want to know the end of Toy Story 4. Okay, and I'm going to spoil it in three, two, one. What happens is that Woody decides to stay a lost toy with Bo Peep because he feels he has no place in Bonnie's world. So everybody goes off without him, and he stays at the carnival with Bo Peep and Chicken Bunny. Oh, God damn it! Yeah, yeah. All these characters that you spent year like you saw him forge his friendship, and his he had this tight, binding relationship with all his other toy friends... 
and he felt that the most important thing in the world and he still feels that the most important thing in the world is to like make a child happy but now he's been convinced by Bo Peep that he can make more children happy by stowing away in this carnival and traveling around the country and he just leaves Jesse and Bullseye and Buzz and Slinky Dog and Rex and Ham and the Potato Heads and all them behind why does it always feel like Woody? And they're in perfectly these okay. They don't even fight him. They just go okay. They Jesus don't even seem Christ. sad that their friend is leaving. They're just like okay. That just makes no sense because Woody, in general, in these movies, this just makes Woody seem super selfish. Like yeah, it was and it, bad, bad, bad. I was way, way, way dissatisfied. But I'm in the minority. Everybody else I've seen seems to like it. So I I have a friend know. who went opening night, and I asked yeah. her after she saw it. She was like, it's an unnecessary movie. Yeah, it was unnecessary yeah. and disappointing. I fun, was not, fun. I was not impressed. Um, I will definitely be pretending from here on out that Toy Story ends at Toy Story 3. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, by the time this comes oh, out, they, I will. <clears throat> now go ahead. Just one more real quick thing. They kind of regressed Buzz Lightyear to being a stupid character again. Like oh, he, goody! Like it, at one point, he says to Woody, "Like, how do you always know how to do the right thing?" And Woody says, "Oh, uh, I just listen to my inner voice, you know." And Buzz thinks he means his pull string voice box. So now, and so for the entire movie, anytime Buzz doesn't know what to do, he presses one of his own buttons to listen to what it has to say. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely gonna not, skip this. Yeah, don't. I don't want to say don't bother, but don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of toys, by the time this comes out, I more than likely will have seen it. But because tonight, as we're recording, I'm planning to go see the new Child's Play. Nice. I've read nothing but terrible things about that, so I hope you enjoy, I hope you enjoy it. Well, here's the thing. I've been hearing a lot of mixed reviews out here. Um, okay. A buddy of mine who... Uh, we go to movies a lot. We have a lot of the same similar tastes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he went and saw opening night And I was like what do you think And he's like I really liked it Like I went in with low expectations And I was very And I was very surprised how much I enjoyed it He's like, right. it's, like it's a, He's like it's a throwback Like 80's th- Like uh, thra- uh, Thriller comedy And I was like okay I can get down with that And right. From what I understand like A lot of people have been going Everything I've heard about it is Everyone goes in with low expectations, and they came out, for the most part, enjoying it. It's not, like, amazing in any mm-hmm. way, but everyone's like, oh, no, this is actually a decent film. All right. And I'm All like, right. you know what? I'm fine with decent. I'm curious yeah. enough to go check this out, and it's mostly practical effects, from what I understand. Oh, that's always good. Like and Mark Hamill's Chucky. Black. Yeah. <laughs> I missed I missed practical in Men in Black, so. Yeah, I mean, there was like a back behind the scenes thing I watched on the new Chucky, where it's like all animatronics that they're working on, like they're showing how they make oh, Chucky nice. move and shit. And I'm like, I was like, that's actually gives me more of a reason to go see it because I do mm. like going to see a horror film that's majority practical effects. Nice. 
I don't know. It's something deal. nostalgic and something I can. I'm like, I don't mind giving my mm-hmm. money to this. Mm-hmm. Plus, like I said, Mark Hamill's Chucky. So there's that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But you were gonna. I know you. Most people scoff. Like most of my weekend was this past week. I went and bought the entire Leprechaun series. <laughs> the entire set. I'm laughing like I've seen these movies. I haven't. They're they're not amazing. They're just hilarious. And the first one is Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yep. Yeah. And she's pretty hot. Yeah, she still yeah. is for crying out loud. Yeah. God. Yeah, I know so the I... second one is like he goes to like the hood. No, that's not the second like... one. The second oh. one is a like I've never seen the majority of these films either. I think I've seen Leprechaun 1, Leprechaun Into the Hood, and then Leprechaun, the newest Leprechaun Returns. Mm. Um, the second one completely ignores the first one, uh, the events oh, of the nice. first one, and the Leprechaun shows up uh, to try and marry a bloodline that he tried to marry like a thousand years ago, uh, but was... But, uh, was thwarted the whole thing's just him chasing a girl around trying to wet her and it's i'm like this is pretty entertainingly stupid all right and i only paid 20 bucks for everything Hmm. and that's eight films wow yeah and then i found rick and morty season three uh for 12 bucks and i was like i need to get this it's i've been waiting on it forever I really need to get the seasons of Rick and Morty before they possibly disappear off of wherever they might. Yeah. Right now they're on Hulu, but who knows the way things are on streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, um, I know you watched the entire thing. Mm-hmm. I have only watched the first episode of season three of Jessica Jones. And Ooh. I have no interest after that first episode to continue Don't. watching it. No, I actually forgot I watched it. I watched yeah. it literally last weekend, and I forgot I watched it. It's that uninterest. It's not interesting. It's not good. Yeah. It's, it's the first just from the first episode. I'm like they're backpedaling <sighs> hard on everything, and I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Well, part of the problem is I wasn't ever really that interested in Jessica Jones. I found all. They were never outright bad, like um, some of the Luke Cage and all of the Iron Fist. Fist. They were just not super interesting. Like they were. The first first season was the first season itself was was probably the best. It was, and that's mostly because of David Tennant. Yeah. It. and so anyway, this season repeated a lot of the mistakes of the first two seasons. It was, oh, we got the bad guy. Oh, wait, no, they got away. Oh, we got the bad guy again. Oh, no, wait, they got away. Um, the bad guy is, I guess, Fool Killer, which I didn't know until you told me because they obviously don't call him Fool Killer in he's, the show. Yeah, he's technically one of the three different Fool Killers who's like basically just a murderer. He's fine. Like there's nothing he's, special about him. He's fine. He um, 
in this see he's a serial killer who kind of has an obsession with uh, taking photos of people right before they die to find their truth and he thinks powered people are cheaters he because they didn't earn anything they have in life oh great he's like a vigilante type good yeah just what we need um trish continues to be the absolute worst in fact uh the entire season is about her becoming even more of the worst now that she has powers yeah she's becoming more quote into quote unquote hellcat or whatever here's another spoiler alert for anybody that wants to watch season three of jessica jones skip ahead three two one uh trish turns into a murderer she just goes around and starts beating the bad guys to death and eventually ends up going to the raft at the end of the series because jessica has to stop her Ooh, yeah it's so exciting to watch that it Literally, the season was 13 episodes long, I believe. 13? I can't yeah. even fucking remember. Uh, three, maybe four of the episodes were interesting. Yeah, I just... It was a long yeah. journey to those last three or four episodes. Yeah, I'm like kind of done with it. It was like that first... Like I spent more time, I think, on my phone... Than I did watching the actual episode because I was just not interested in what was happening. I'm like, okay, what's her name is going through her paralysis thing or whatever. Uh, I don't care. Hogarth Malcolm's being a douchebag. Unbearably awful. Like she just, she hates that she. Oh God! What is it? She oh because she's dying. She finds this woman that she like dated in college, who is married and has a daughter who is dead. She goes to like this fundraising event for this woman's charity, and like basically the whole crux of her story arc in the season is because she's dying and feels bad for herself and doesn't want to die alone and thinks she loves this woman. She steals her away from her husband uh, by revealing that her husband is embezzling from the charity to hook up with his college students it's all there's like oh, a whole, so stupid there's a whole weird side story about how malcolm can't stand working for hogarth anymore and like has this has all these weird relationship things going on that don't really matter to anything except they needed something to do with Malcolm. Uh, There's a other character who his power is. He can tell who bad people are because he gets headaches when he's around bad bad people. It, it was a mess. It was. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to skip this. Still better than season two, though. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> season two was... Ooh. Oh, boy. Doesn't make it good, but it's still better than season two. But on the flip side, uh, and I'm still sad that this ain't coming back anytime soon. I just watched last night the last two episodes of Swamp Thing. Oh, yeah. I just watched episode four this morning. Oh, God. I just... I'm like... I'm like, this... Which uh, I'm so stoked on it. Like, it's just so mm-hmm. good. It's really good. Oh, there was a scene in episode four 
And you'll know what I'm talking about. All I've got to say to you is uh, garbage disposal. Oh, God, yeah. I flinched. So I don't flinch at many things in horror movies, but when that garbage disposal scene was on, I went, oh. like I They just, were, that got graphic. Like, uh, I was like, I what the fuck? I cringed at that garbage disposal scene. Yeah. <laughs> it was, whew. If you're not watching this, fix it because it is figure out so good it's it's so good Uh, i know (laughs) amc has talked about they might pick it up i hope somebody does pick it up it's good i well amc said they are thinking of picking it up um Mm. to and try to keep it as as what it is like as a dark horror series they don't want to change it you can tell it's expensive, number one, um, which I think is probably why, even though the show is called Swamp Thing, he's not actually in it very much. Yeah. <laughs> because that looks like a lot of time and money in the makeup chair. <laughs> yeah. But uh, even with the short amount of time he's been on screen, he's been very effective. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um yeah, I dig it. It is a, it's dark. Um, it's a mystery. Like, I don't know what's really going on here. I know it's got something to do with that guy with the real estate company and that doctor who eventually becomes the Floronic Man. Uh, yeah. And I don't know what's up with the woman who read the blind woman who reads the tarot cards. Matt, Madam Xanadu. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, it, uh, I'm just like Yeah, it's I'm so hooked. it's so yeah, it's so interesting and such and mm-hmm. done in such a way that makes you want to come back yeah. for the next episode. Like when I say I don't know what's going on, it's not that I'm confused, it's that I want to know what's go- I want them to yeah. like solve the mystery for me. Like they're they're playing it really well. <laughs> I'm very curious what's going to happen with the Blue Devil, Ian Zeb, whatever his name Ian's is hearing. from Sharknado. Mm-hmm. I'm like I've never been this in, 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 in this interested and invested in the Blue Devil ever. I mean, eventually something's gonna happen. Yeah, because he gets his powers because he gets cursed or enchanted or whatever word you want to pick, where he gets trapped in the Blue Devil costume from the movie that he starred in as the Blue Devil. And he gets all those powers. Yeah. So something's going on with the. And apparently he's. Yeah. And apparently he's like cursed to stay in the town for some reason. Yeah, and it's got something to do with Abby Arcane. Again, don't know, but I'm very interested to find out. That I like that gal playing Abby Arcane too. She's She's really good. Mm -hmm. Um. Did you see, we didn't talk about last time because I think it came out the day after, but they put out the tra- the newest trailer for Stranger Things Part 3. I did not watch it on purpose. Uh, um, I kind of regret watching it. Oh, really? Because, well, there's something off about it. And I can't hmm. figure out what. But something about, I don't know, and it could be just the way it was put together. I was like, mm-hmm. this is becoming a bigger thing. And I don't know if I necessarily want it to be a bigger thing. Hmm. If that makes any sense. 
No, I mean, I purposefully didn't watch it because it came out and I'm like, well, Stranger Things 3 is in like just a few days at this point. So I'm going to just hold up the trailer. I did watch, though, another Netflix show was the trailer for Glow. Yes. Which I'm excited about. I can't wait. Oh, man. I got to actually rewatch the first two seasons of Glow before the third season comes out because... I need to uh, re-orient uh, myself or reacquaint myself with the storyline up to this quote point. unquote reacquaint yourself with your pants yeah. off. Yep, <laughs> because whoo, yeah, that uh, yeah that Mark Marin, I tell you. Oh yeah, he gets me that Mark Marin. I, I do not blame you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, in that first season episode where you get to see his ass. Mm. Oh, I was just, I was already jizzing. <laughs> yep, I know. Oh. No, um, so yeah. Glow Season 3, there's a lot of things in terms of shows that are coming by the end of the year. Stranger Things 3, uh, Glow, uh, there seems like there was one more that I, shit, now I can't remember. I don't know. There's so much stuff. Oh, Rick stuff. and Morty. Oh, oh, yeah, Rick and Morty, yeah. <laughs> and probably another season of South Park later this year. Haven't heard anything about it. Haven't yet, but I'm assuming probably. Maybe. I don't know. For their Hopefully sake. Hopefully not, yeah. For their sake, I hope they got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> they tried real hard to not come back. I'm just well, checking then, um, real quick. Just while we're talking about yeah. it, just to see if there's... Well, yeah, I and... And everyone should have blinders up because everyone's already spoiling the shit out of Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, I haven't heard any spoiler, or I haven't seen any, luckily, but I did read that they're out there. So I yeah. was like, all right, be careful. They're out yeah, there. Yeah, I've, I've been very lucky in not coming across any, but I was hearing people be like, yeah, they already put, put it out. And I was like, um, good to know now. Um, Far From Home and Stranger Things 3 are both July 4th. So, I'm going to go out and see Spider-Man Fire from... I'm going to wake up on July 4th, watch a bunch of Stranger Things 3, go out and see Spider-Man Fire from Home, and come home and watch a bunch more Stranger Things 3. I probably will be working, but But that means you can see Spider-Man 3. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, Spider-Man... Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man Fire from Home. I got got confused with... Stranger Things 3. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man 3. Venom. Spider-Man 3, yeah. the best Spider-Man movie yet. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting because I, I've, all I've heard so far, and it's not spoilerish, there's just like, people are already like, the end. there's two end credit scenes and they like are setting up the next phase. And I'm like, I don't know if I care enough. <laughs> mm, yeah. I'll stay for it, know. but I don't know if I'll care. I'm really, so far, like, Eternals... No, wait, Eternals is... Oh, yeah, Eternals is... Yeah, Eternals. Right? Yeah, Eternals and Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, yeah. Nope, nope. Yeah. So unless there's something weird weird as hell that they throw out there. Although they do... Although there is the rumor that they're trying to get uh, Keanu Reeves to be Adam Strange. Which I'm fine with. Or Adam I mean, Warlock. Yeah. Or, Not Adam, Adam Warlock. DC, sorry. Yeah. I meant Adam Warlock. I mean, yeah. whatever. He, Keanu's on a hot streak. But I know mm-hmm. that they've like... 
almost every movie they hit up Keanu. Like every Marvel oh, yeah. film, they hit him up and were like, "You want to do this?" And he's like, "No." Right now, I think everybody hits him up because he's having kind of a moment, like you said. Yeah, he's a yeah. He he was in like a Netflix show called a Netflix movie that apparently is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, will you be my maybe? And apparently, he's like his. I watched the one scene he's in, and mm-hmm. it's pretty fucking funny for what Actually, it is. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I've heard that's actually pretty good. Um, yeah, all I saw is oh. like he's like dating this woman, and they're just like being all cutesy and making out with each other and saying like those stupidest like cutesy names at each other. Hmm. I saw a movie for or a movie. I saw a trailer for a movie that surprised me how fucking interested I it turns out I am in this movie. Um. Have you heard about Ford v Ferrari? Yeah, I I I'm in the same boat. I'm not sure why, but I'm like I kind of want to watch this. I have no interest in, uh, you know, like auto racing and whatever. But it's directed by James Mangold, and it has Matt Damon, Christian Bale, John Bernthal. I'm like, wait. Everybody, I like all these people. I like James yeah. Mangold as a director. I like Matt Damon. I like Christian Bale. I like John Bernthal. I want to see this movie. You want to know something interesting? Um, we talked about it a little last week, but you know how Warner Brothers is skipping San Diego Comic-Con? Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, in Barcelona, like a couple weeks ago, they showed footage of a bunch of movies like of like for that were coming out next year uh wonder woman 84 hmm. uh godzilla versus kong yeah uh, a couple other ones that i was just like why what <laughs> weird yeah i don't know that's all i know i just remember i just remember wanting to mention that um hmm. oh and the other thing uh it's kind of a side note but sort of uh, relevant to Wonder Woman at least uh, Vertigo is no longer a thing uh, oh yeah they killed uh, yeah 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 Vertigo is now a part of um, well they uh, they might take some of those and make them DC Black Label yeah. comics instead yeah. of Vertigo comics uh, yeah so like Vertigo like the actual label Vertigo is dead yeah, it's kind of sad. Uh, it's been around for a long time. But there wasn't much coming out of it lately. No, Vertigo had been really slow lately. Uh, a lot of their titles were... A lot of their biggest titles have been over for quite a while. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it was kind of sad. But at the same time, it hadn't been doing much. Uh, it's not like... Especially since image does so well like and granted i know image is all like creator owned but image has kind of become the imprint for mature comics that are not superhero you know what i mean right like yeah what vertigo was doing kind of became image became that image sort of became that and their books are for the most part all really well a lot of them are so well received and uh 
Dark Horse too does that. So I just I think Vertigo just didn't have its. I don't think Vertigo had like a place necessarily. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see it go forward. I know they just announced another Marvel. I'm not a DC Black story involving Harley Quinn and the Joker. Mm, there's a few that are scheduled, uh, like, um, oh shit, uh, Superman, uh, fuck, what is it called? Frank Miller's Superman comic just came out, the first issue. Oh, like, Leviathan? No, that's not it. Uh, hang on, I'll find it. It's Superman. Oh, the year one Superman book? Is that what it's called? I'll find it. There's a new one. It's a there's a new one that just came out. That I think it's like year. It's called like Superman Year One, where it's basically a retcon. Think, yeah, I think that is what it's called. Is Year One, not Earth One. Yeah. Year because there was a Superman Earth One as well. Let me just double. Yeah, Superman Year One. You're right. That is what it's called. Uh, Frank Miller, John Romita Jr. Heard it's pretty good. Yeah, I might. Yeah, I almost bought it, but it was a little. It's a little bit pricier than the regulars. Yeah, their black label comics are because uh, Last Night on Earth is also black label. Yeah, five dollars. Yeah, and I no, know it's that, like seven dollars. Uh, five dollars is almost like the normal thing. Pretty soon, there's one coming called Three Jokers. Yep. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that anyway. That's all I, yeah, because the only thing I'm doing this week is is I'm probably gonna see Child's Play, and that's pretty much it. And unless comics show up that right. I'm interested in. Yeah, I actually didn't get any comic reading done on my vacation. I ended up uh, getting some other stuff done, like video game playing. So yeah. I was actually actually probably reading comics is what I'm gonna do for the rest of the day. Huzzah! Yeah. Yep. So that's that's about what I'm up to this week. Yeah, I don't know. I might play some video games because I've. I think I told you. I don't know if I told it on here, but PlayStation has sale, and I got the newest yeah, God did. of War game got, and yeah, Doom War. for for thirty bucks. Yep. Nice. So I'll probably I do God some of more War of that. so far. Um, I'm not very far in it, but it is fucking fun. And it's probably one of the most gorgeous games I've ever seen on my PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Just cool. so well put together. I'm just like, this is gorgeous. I want to live in it, mm-hmm. sort of. Oh, speaking of good graphics, I'll jump all the way back to Toy Story 4. And I will point out one thing, and it's that... Uh, Pixar way at the top of their game in terms of I mean the characters all pretty much look the same I'm sure if I held a still of Toy Story 4 next to a still of Toy Story 1 there would be some upgrades in graphics but the backgrounds and the details of like the actual scenery in the movie are so gorgeous there's a scene in the rain that if you lifted Woody and Bo Peep out of the scene you might not know it was computer generated it's that good looking it's all right it's really impressive so um at least pixar does continue to be at the top because they showed a few trailers at the beginning of the film for 
uh, movies that are coming out from like DreamWorks and a couple other animation studios that I can't think of. And they still don't look like, obviously because they're not Pixar movies, but there's just something about the quality of Pixar animation that stands out so much over yeah. those other studios. <laughs> So, at least it has that going for it. It's pretty to look at. Cool. Good to know that they're at least on that game. Yep. I'll be interested to see what they come up with. What is that next one? They Is that a Disney film? Shit, I can't remember. It's well, there's a... Frozen 2. That's not what I'm thinking of, though. Are you thinking the, the mythical one with, like, the trolls? Yes, but it's got a terrible name that is not... I, I know. I, oh God! What is it called? Is it is called Chris just Pratt. Once is the title of it. Once. Wait. Is it? Are we thinking the same movie? Um, I think so. Is Chris Pratt and Tom Holland? Yes. Yep. Oh, it, it's. I forget. Oh uh, God! It's a. It's. It's definitely not called Once. Oh no! Once is a. It's. It's definitely a one-word, fairly generic-sounding friggin title though that's why i can't think of it Let, uh, by the way tom holland and will smith are going to be in an animated movie about a spy that gets turned into a pigeon and it yeah looks terrible yeah oh <laughs> that, god that I, trailer played i was like i cannot believe this is a movie that is coming out uh hang on i'm looking up chris pratt right now because like he's and i'm looking first... up tom holland so uh, uh where's imdb i know it if i see it onward that's onward i knew it began with just another terrible that's a terrible title but that might it's be a, interesting it's a yes yeah, suburbia like mythological creatures mm-hmm. where like unicorns are basically raccoons yep tom holland chris pratt julia louis dreyfus and octavia spencer oh julia oh sold yep yep so and that comes out March 6th of next year. All right. Something to look to forward to. Mm-hmm. Something to look forward to from Pixar. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily, when I went yesterday, not very many people in the theater. Because it was a really nice day here, and it's like the first weekend of summer vacation, and it was 3.30 in the afternoon, so I assume... Most of, like, the families were out doing stuff, so I didn't have to really be like, oh, I'm, like, the only adult in a room full of children. Well, I mean, that was me when I saw Incredibles 2. Like, they were, oh, I was in a, a room cool. full of children, and it was me. <laughs> yeah. It's always weird. It's always weird. A little oh bit. Oh, my God, they have two films coming out next year pixar does and they both have terrible names one is called onward and the other one is called soul so wait soul 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 s-o-u-l oh geez it's a ghost movie hard to remember names like that yeah It says, uh, here's the premise. Ever wonder where your passion, your dreams, and your interests come from? What is it that makes you, you? The film takes you on a journey from the streets of New York to the cosmic realms to discover the answers to life's most important questions. 
Okay. Actually, that's an interesting sounding premise because sounds like another variation of Inside Out. So I'm down. It does a, it does a little bit, but I love Inside Out. Yeah, Inside Out's great, and maybe this will make me cry like Inside Out did at that one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Pixar films are good at that. Yeah. Although I did not cry at Toy Story 4. <laughs> no, you cried being like, well, you ruined it! Well, maybe. Just a little bit. There was a one point in the film where I was like, oh, that's pretty sweet, but that was about it. Yeah. I, I promise eventually I'll stop talking about it. I was just, I can't believe I was so disappointed in a Toy Story film. <laughs> I think we went in with, like, that's why I love the promotional art for Child's Play is them just destroying, is Chucky destroying all the toys from Toy Story? And I'm like, yeah. this is pretty much what it is. This is what Toy Story 4 really is. It's a destruction of our childhood. I lived through these th- three films, and now you're going to shit on it. Yeah. That's what's happening. All right, sweet. Well, I think that about covers this week, then. Yeah. Uh, next week. Oh, next week there's not a whole lot going on, so I guess we'll figure it out at some point. I'll definitely be seeing Child's Play for yep. sure. Uh, and then because I start my new job, my scheduling might be a little different, so we'll have to see. All right, we can figure all that out as the week goes on. Yeah. All right, well, that's it for this week. Goodbye, everybody. Later. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment in conjunction with Atomic Geekdom. Find us online at twobrokegeeks.com. We're available on iTunes, Google Play Music, and the Satchel Player app for iPhone and for Android. Please subscribe to us on one of these services and leave us a review. It really helps us out. You can also help us out by following us on Facebook, facebook.com slash twobrokegeekspodcast, following our Twitter at 2BGpod, and following us on Instagram where we are also 2BGpod. Find Atomic Geekdom online at AtomicGeekdom.com and on Twitter at Atomic Geekdom. Thanks. Wow. Do you really think that... Oh, wow, they just... They really just vanish. Huh? Oh. That's rude.